A lot of people have asked me why Cash and I are such good friends. Firstly, point of order, look at him. I, I mean, the man is unto half-elf kind, as fire is unto the world. Who wouldn't want the pleasure of being his friend? But Cash and I, well, our first team was disastrous. I was told my first year that typically teams formed their first heartstrings in the vaults during their introduction. Uh, however, none of our team did. We worked and struggled, and eventually we got to our midterm, and it did not go well. I have mentioned the tree incident during our midterm before, and I will not go any further. Needless to say, our team was in shambles. But I wanted it to work, and as always, I wanted to make friends, but... I just didn't. Then Cash came to me as we were about to fight the big bad person for this quest. He's incredibly smart like that to know when it's going to happen. And he leaned in really close and he said, Yardy, buddy, friend, the team's falling apart and I don't know what I'm doing. I may put on a brave face, but this is harder than it looks. What are we going to do? And I put my hand on his shoulder, and I, I made a couple of biscuits to calm him down, and I said, Well, whatever you do, we'll do it brilliantly, together. Suddenly, this deep strum tickled between the two of us, and I immediately knew what it was, and I began to purr, and he began to cry. He does that a lot around me. He seems very emotional from time to time. The rest of the mission was history, but... He and I vanquished our foe without the help of the other two. But that moment, that first heartstring. Cash is my first friend, and I will love him forever for it. Best from afar, and far from the best. But it's better than good. Is good, better, quest. <laughs> Master David Hallman, and uh, with me as always are my friends, and we are going to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons for your entertainment. For you, it may not be but two weeks, but I think it's been uh, five months. months. Yeah. It was 2020. I was still hella pregnant. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were still hella pregnant. Yeah. And. Now, Kate isn't pregnant anymore. Because <laughs> um, she, she had the she, babies. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's a good clarification, Doug. We're going to have to cut that out. Uh, God damn, guys. Because I didn't realize... I did not realize what I said. Um, she got two babies that are loud and happy. Yeah. So, previously on Dragon Ball Z... Team NASCAR was taken to the Dungeoneering office where they were put to a test given by uh, what they thought at first was Silrune Stormwind, the Dungeoneering professor. What it turned out to be was a test run of a scene for some business fat cat's amusement park, essentially, called the Upper Dark. The Underdark, but, like, up. <laughs> not not under... Not under dark. Upper Dark. Do you get the joke? Yeah. Do you, do you get it? Yeah, you're not muted, he's, David. We got it. Thank you. He's very, he's very, he's very proud of it. The character, <laughs> not me. What's the Underdark? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold up, for real, Doug? No, no, it was oh, just okay. a funny question to ask. Yeah, all right. But yeah, that was uh, 
That was previously on. This is your midterm assignment, is going and helping with this situation over at the Upper Dark, where uh, Tilstray has said that some of his... Some of the Warforged actors on the on the premises have been... <laughs> animatronic what about actors? Players. Yeah, the animatronic actors. The act, anima, an, actimatronics. Um, there we go. Got it. Got it in one. Game's over. Actima- Sorry, I'm writing this down. Actimatronics Act- is... Act- that's, Act- mm, uh, peak GBQ. Give me, um, give me a job at Disney. I'll, I'll fucking wreck shop. Some of the actimatronics have been acting up, and he needs someone off the payroll to infiltrate and, and find out what's wrong. And uh, we ended the episode with you guys walk out of the portal and you arrive in a a large empty room and around you are moving paintings of various things that you might find in the Underdark. Things like displacer beasts, drow raiding parties, for Fneblin uh, mining groups, Durgar cities, things like that. And, and they're all just little scenes. You see Tilstray Opown, the, the gentleman with the mechanical arm that gave y'all that test, uh, with his assistant, uh, Isregine, walking past you. Tilstray says, I'm very sorry. I've got a few things to take care of. But I uh, have a friend here who will, you know, lead you in and, and get you started, essentially. You know what I want you to do. He reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a small coin that Siggy immediately grabs. And she says, what's it do? What's it? What's it? What's it do? And he says, oh, OK, if if you need to contact me. Just activate it, and I'll I'll come find you. And if if I need you to find me, I guess it will get warm, and it will glow. Siggy licks it, and she goes, "Ooh." As the gang walks into this room, and Yardy sees the the paintings of underdark creatures, he immediately yes. turns to Cash and casts resistance on him. As he he just makes a little circle around him and just. He knows these are paintings, but the fact that they're moving really upsets him, and he just, uh, on on reflex, makes sure his friend has resistance for anything that might pop out at them. Good. Nice. Durak is, um, he also knows that they're pictures, but he doesn't like it, so he <laughs> is standing there, like, looking at the ground. Like, looking at the ground and just, like, occasionally side-eyeing one of his teammates. <laughs> Like, can we get this part over, guys? Come on now. <laughs> Tilstray knocks on one of the uh, the walls between two paintings. It opens seamlessly. It, it just slides up and opens. Inside is a room with uh, just one man standing, and he, he sees you all outside the door and waves, and he says, Hello, come on in. Get you set up here. And Tilstray says, yeah, he's he's an early model. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, please, please don't judge. Yardy, in his cat ways, walks up to this gentleman and gets right in front of his face and puts his nose about a centimeter away from this other guy's nose and just sniffs him and walks into the room. But he, he keeps his eyes slitted, slotted, slit, as he walks into the room and just... Kind of like a gunslinger walks past him, yeah. keeps him in his field of view. Squinty. Squinty, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the technical term. The technical term. Squinty. Exactly. Squinty. <laughs> the door closes behind y'all uh, as, as you go in. The man in front of you is a drow, and he, he sees all of you. He says, thank you for taking on a mission. Is it courtesy? We'd like to offer you whatever costume and equipment 
you like or uh, desire on your trip through the upper dark and he snaps his fingers and there's there's a very comical like fairy dust sound as all this shit appears <laughs> on the walls mm -hmm. tables appear with with different weapons and things like that there's clothes so that you might get dressed up and and pretend that you're uh, a ranger going through you know the the underdark there's bows and arrows oh and you get the sense that this place is not really made for adventurers because all this shit you have much nicer shit than this stats wise cash is just down to play dress up at this point and doesn't give <laughs> two shits that it's like crappy stuff um, yeah. So immediately just like, like all the clothes look nice. It's just stat wise, it's like dick. All right. Well, I mean, I'm not wearing anything great anyway, so it doesn't. <laughs> all right, it's fair. Cash is like flare. Now we're talking. Now I'm here, <laughs> ready, ready to work it. Can we have a, a montage where I just come in and out of the dressing room repeatedly, and Yardy and Durak either give me like a thumbs up or a thumbs yeah. down. Yeah. Like the the Yardy constantly <laughs> thumbs up every time Cash comes out of the room. He's snapping. He's giving thumbs up. He's giving the the like purrs and the meows. <laughs> the meows was too much, Nolan. Sometimes Durak is sometimes Durak is just staring at the floor still. Siggy <laughs> every time Cash comes out for one makes Cherry stick its tongue out and. The huge tongue on the back is like a full-length mirror <laughs> when it stands when it goes up straight. I was hoping you'd say that there's like diving scores on the back of Cherry's tongue. For every, like, <laughs> Cherry is scoring oh, it every time oh Cash walks God. out. Oh no! But yeah, that's uh. So what what does Cash wind up wearing? What what does he wind up leaving with? Like literally. All right, I'm feeling it can be anything. I'm feeling a um. I'm feeling a leopard print vibe. Yes. I'm feeling a leopard I print. <laughs> I already regret. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Oh God, Cash please do fan leopard art. Leopard print. Two times Tyler. Two times Tyler. Draw this shit, <laughs> my man. I, I'm feeling. I'm feeling some some leopard print pants and like a, a very deep V top. Mm -hmm. Like like belly button deep oh. V top. That is the deepest V. Yeah. <laughs> deepest v. It's that's, barely that's a like, shirt. At this That's point. almost a W. It's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's almost a W. No, like, it's almost just a U. <laughs> like, it could have been a cardigan with the very bottom button buttoned. Mm. That's it. But it's not. Could, it's the T-shirt. You could have just worn sleeves. Like, in just, just, just sleeves. plain sleeves. Just. Sleeves. The opposite of a sweater vest. <laughs> yeah. Yardy grabs a, a leopard print scarf and he ties it around his tricorn hat on top to like flavor the top kind of like a, something you'd see Steven Tyler wear on a hat. Yes. And he's got the the leopard print ends of the, the scarf hanging out the back and he, he just stands behind Cash and looks at him and goes, my, we uh, we make quite a pair don't we Cash? Listen, the upper dark's never seen anything like this. Can they handle all this jelly? I'm not sure. Oh, jelly? I mean, no, absolutely not. <laughs> look at this, look at this darling man. He is too much for the, the upper dark to handle, clearly, clearly. Siggy uh, opens uh, one of the arms on Cherry, adjusts some, some gears and knobs, and Cherry is now leopard print as well. Yes. Yes. And then we all turn and look at Durak. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Durak is hold Durak is over in one corner and he's holding the hat that looks a lot like his did when it was fresh and new. And he's just <laughs> and he's just laughing at it. <laughs> and he puts it back on the shelf and he turns back around and he sees that all of you are looking at him. And he makes a quick assessment that the thing that all of y'all have in common besides looking at him is you're all wearing leopard print. <laughs> and he goes Urgh. he walks over to the wall where uh, Yardy got his scarf he gets a shorter scarf 
and he just sort of ties it around his neck like a bandit and uh it's <laughs> it's a it's a triangle unco- sweet bear duster sleeveless hood leopard print bandana around his neck bear scar underneath that i'm just i'm painting a picture i yeah i well, love durax aesthetic because it's like moon and star sleeping hat leopard print bandana and like goth bear pelt all the way down it's great damn straight it's damn great. straight well i, I want to propose an idea that you may not have thought of. we can absolutely do what you just said but i also want to propose there could also just be like a leopard print tie um <laughs> like a business tie the bandana no. the the bandit cool, bandana cool, cool. is the best yeah that's fine that's totally cool i just because as point, you started at some point i i could imagine him picking it up and pulling it over his face and that yeah. fan art wise i want that i gotcha aren't there also weapons you said there were like there are weapons they uh but they're bullshit they right? are yeah they're they're pretty much like they're not as cool as y'all's probably, but I have like nothing. I have I think I have a rapier and a dagger. Oh shit, that's right. So Cash just starts perusing the table because it's like you know what, why why not? Let's just see what we got here. And um, here, David, I want to roll. I just want you to pick a number for something nuts. I'm gonna roll and see what you give me, and I'm gonna pick it up on okay. the table. Okay, hold on just a second. Uh, We're putting the DM to work today. <laughs> yeah, why? What? <laughs> I had enough trouble fucking... David, it's been five months. I can now I sit mean... so close to my desk, okay? I couldn't sit this close to the desk before. All right, that's fair. That's legit. Yeah. Totally cool. All right, I want you to roll a D100. We're going to roll it a couple times. A couple of times. Okay. Yeah. D100. 70. 70. Okay, that is a martial melee weapon. Um, uh-huh. Roll another D100. Okay. 91. That one. Oh, no. That one. I'm not even fucking with you. It's a rapier. Oh my god. There's like a big bin of weapons, like like the the fucking uh, $2 candy thing at Walmart. Yeah. And Rick just reaching his arm in there. What do we got in here? What do we got? Ooh, it's it's the almost the exact same rapier <laughs> you already have. <laughs> it's like baby's first rapier. Do you want to roll one more time? <laughs> One, just one more, only because it probably is the same exact rapier, and it's like like a foam. It's like a pool noodle, like it's baby's yes. first. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Come on, mama. What do we got? Seven. Seven. Okay. Do you want it to be another martial melee yeah, weapon? Yeah, that's fine. You... Yeah. Let's do melee weapon. Okay. You grab a fucking great axe out of there. Yeah. I just like pick it up, and I'm like. Yeah. It's uh so go ahead and just add a great axe to your your fucking inventory there. And uh Siggy Siggy's watching you wield this thing. She's do you even know how to use nope. that thing? Or? Nope. Okay. Nope. That's fine. Direct direct it sees a chance for himself to be helpful and he doesn't feel helpful that often and these folks like do so many nice things for him. So um Durak puts a hand up and he goes, Well, Sigs, hold on now. I reckon I'll teach you how to use that axe. Thank you, Durak. And I just, I like can't even hold it up anymore. Like I'm like so tired <laughs> from swinging it that I'm like I'm like dragging it on the floor now, and I like give Durak a big thumbs up. <laughs> Durak goes, "Hey, check this out." And he takes one of his um, he takes one of his hand axes off of his hip, and he drops it on the floor. And as soon as it hits the floor, it lands back in his hand. And so he does this a few times where he just like drops it and catches it. Drops it and catches it, and um, and and it's so amusing to him that um, whatever happens next, he's still doing this shit. <laughs> Did anyone else want to go uh, dumpster diving for weapons? <laughs> Is there a sling readily available? Are you talking about the weapon, a sling? Yes, absolutely. Okay, Yardy, 
Yardy wants to pick up a sling and whatever, you know, pebbles or ammo are, are readily available for that. It's it's a never-ending supply of of pebbles. <laughs> he just, he grabs it and he lashes it onto his belt next to his scimitar. And he, he gets a bag of the pebbles and he just, he puts them all together. And he looks around and he goes... You never know; it might might be fun. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's something I know how to use, and maybe it'll come in handy should we get into a fight with um, uh, uh, ch- children. I don't I don't know. I just uh... a Goliath. <laughs> That's the drow says a, a Goliath. <laughs> Yardy just nods at him and goes, "He knows what I'm talking about. He gets it. He gets it." Yeah. Now, old drow a Christian? No. <laughs> um... <laughs> We wrote the Bible. So um, weird. <laughs> did anyone else? Yeah. Did anyone else want to do any more silly bullshit? David, this is very serious. Okay. I, yeah, I was about to say. By no means am I saying this because I hate you for doing it. Legitimately, if you want more silly bullshit, I got silly bullshit. I think Yardi steps up tosses his new leopard print tails behind his head and says, uh, Good sir, I, I, I appreciate all that you have given us so far, but I believe that we are here to accomplish a job for you, and I, uh, I, I would like to begin with all due haste. He nods, he says, All right, yeah, I've actually been instructed to uh, take you over to, to the R&D department, so uh, just follow me. And uh, he guides you guys to another wall that, again, seamlessly a door appears, opens up, and he walks through. You're in a very strange area. This is backstage, and you know it. The walls are made from, you would think, glass at first, but as as you walk by them and, and like look at them, there's a strange almost iridescent sheen off them, and you get the sense that these are actually um, magical force fields. And in each one, there's little rooms made of these, little just square rooms. Different things are going on in them. You see some warforged without skin, uh, you know, just, just metal, wood, runic things moving around in certain ways, dancing. There are facility managers watching them do this. The drow leads you to a room where Tilstray and Isregine are standing, and one of the Warforged is sitting down in front of them. It's a Durgar. He's missing an eye. He has a pick on his hip. He, he just, he looks like a miner. And the, the drow leads you guys in here until Stray says, excellent, this is great. This is, I'm, I'm glad he brought you here. The, I, I wanted to show you what the problem was. The drow leaves and the force field closes behind him. He says, you know, we've, we've said it a couple times, but Several of the Actomatronics have, have started going off script in a very off-program way. You know, it's it's easier to, to show than to tell. And he steps forward. The Durgar, you know, you see is, is sitting on a wooden chair. And he says, this is one of the problem employees, if you will. And he says, ID protocol. And the Durgar, who before was just sitting still, staring forward into the infinite nothing, uh, suddenly jolts up and his, his eyes are still glazed over as he speaks, but he's, he's responding. He says, Eirik Vanderbog. Uh, former miner and owner of the Abergully Tavern. He says, all right, list primary storyline incorporations. And uh, Eirik begins to list like 15 quest lines that he's a part of. 
apparently he plays a big role in a lot of things. And Tilstra says, all right. Now, what is the primary objective of your primary storyline? And Irik says, to free the Elder One. He says, incorrect. Repeat, what is your primary objective? To free the Elder One. Stop. To free the Elder One. 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 Tilstray places his hand on the Durgar's shoulder, and it lowers its head back, and all life seems to leave it. And he says, a lot of them are doing this. And my Imagineers, sorry, my Engineers, I, I realize now, I think actually Imagineer is a, is a trademarked thing for Walt Disney, so I don't yeah. want to say that. My engineers insist it's some old storyline that never went through that they all just have somewhere in there. But I, I don't think it's that simple. If it was, we would have fixed it a while ago. I want you to follow one of the Actimatronics out and about. Follow a storyline, find out, you know, where it's coming from. If one you're going down doesn't lead to, you know, this, this he gestures to the door guard, whatever this is, maybe leave it and find someone else. Just, I don't know what's happening, but I, I can't be having this. Yardy steps up to the, the Duergar and looks at him real close. And he turns around and looks at Tilstray and says, Is is there a certain location in this theme park that seems to have this happen more often than anywhere else? He he actually hands you guys a map, and you get the idea that this place is huge. And he says, We've actually got kind of a um a type of train. Uh, that can get you, you know, from from here to the beginner place, you know, the, the tutorial village, essentially. Uh, but it's also just a nice place, you know, if you just want to go with your family here, it's nice. It's called Touchstone Keep. We got a tavern there. We got some simple quests. You know, the, the rail line right now just runs from here to... The touchstone keep you will see a rail line going off into the distance of a mountain the mountain is not finished yet we haven't opened yet so so you know don't don't worry about the mountain there's nothing fucking there and isra kind of laughs at that and she's like i mean you'll see a lot more of this and and she gestures to the the force field walls and and shit cash Side eyes, Yardy and Durak, and is like, I mean, basically, it's telepathically being like, we're going to fucking mountain. <laughs> God damn it! No, <laughs> I did it again. You made it too. I made it too tantalizing. <laughs> As Cash's eyes are moving sideways towards Durak, he clocks it, and he's already shaking his head. Yes. <laughs> Because he knows what's up. And he does this over the map because here's the thing, y'all. Durak has just memorized the map. There's uh there's no there's no telling Durak uh anything wrong about directions now. He knows exactly where everything is because he is uh he's an outlander. Well so, it's a very simple map, I will say that. Look, man, it, don't take this away. Don't <laughs> I'm not taking it away. I'm you, just saying I like, feel like you, you like negging my you have... fucking achievement. No, I'm so sorry. What I'm trying to say is you have a map of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. That, does, that doesn't mean that you have... Why did I pick a state that I don't know any cities? In? I don't know, David. Why did you pick that state? <laughs> well, you have a map of Texas. Sure. That doesn't mean you have a map of Houston. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, okay. But Durak also clocks that, uh, that if there's a map for this location, there's likely to be other maps. All right. 
Yardy Yardy reiterates after hearing about the mountain and says, So is this mountain where these uh, actomatronics are coming from? The, the ones that seem to be aberrant in their actions and speech patterns? Tilstray shakes his head and he says, uh, No, like nothing's coming from the mountain right now because there's no... There's no buildings. There's there's no actomatronics. There's no people aside from people building the mountain itself. Um, so remind me, where where is this happening the most? Where will we see the the most of these actomatronics acting in this manner? See, that's the thing. That's why I wanted you guys. Is it is everywhere, and we can't program it. Irik here, he points to the Durgar, just started doing this 20 minutes before you got here. We can't isolate it and bring it into the lab. It's like it knows when we're trying to find the source. I want you guys to follow one out in the wild, so to speak. And Siggy, Siggy has just been writing all of this down and and she's got her her gauntlet hand recording it you know like you see her her thumb you know wiggling it for recording she stops it and she says we'll find it we'll figure it out I'm god I'm horny for this one no she doesn't say that that's awful <laughs> that's not that's not Siggy's brand it's Cash's brand <laughs> it's Cash's brand Cash is horny Cash... for this one Yes. Yardy looks, turns and looks back to the team and says, uh, "I, I believe that we should take the the train to the 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 one location that it will take us, and definitely not to the mountain later. It's not like we're going to go there or anything, but we should definitely take it to uh, this this Touchstone Keep. I believe that." Is the logical place to start? Can you direct us to the train station, my good sir? Absolutely. He looks at Isra and, and he says, Take him to the stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk with Irik some more, try and see if I can't figure out anything. She says, Yes, sir. And she guides you guys to another wall not too far. Again, door seamlessly out of nowhere opens, and in front of you is a very strange looking train car. Everything is purple and very leathery. Um, there are windows you see uh, with no glass. They're, they're just holes. Um, there are chairs, kind of, that uh, uh, are milky white in the center of the room, and uh, you, you can walk along either side of them to move forward. Is Regine just kind of gestures for you to head in there. She says, train ride shouldn't be but a couple minutes from this point. You're free to do whatever you need to when you get there. I'd be careful giving us that much permission, but I like it, and you already said it. <laughs> I, she I she says... pleased about this, too. Yeah. Isra looks at you and says, actually, no, that's a big part of the marketability, so have at it. And, and like, just, just very... Very nonchalant, almost uncomfortably non-judgmental about it. Siggy, Siggy goes through the door. Yardy walks to the front of the train car and does not sit in any of the chairs. He curls up into a ball and sits at the front, as far on the front wall as he possibly can. Of the train car? Of the train car. Cash, Cash walks in and is, is looking at the chairs and doesn't... I'm afraid if I sit on this, I'm going to leave a... A stain or something. These pants are so vibrant. I'm... <laughs> I, I, I don't want to leave a, a mark. I'm just going to stand. I'll just hold on to the chair. It's fine. Siggy, uh, Siggy says, yeah, you know, this this train's pretty loud, but uh, nothing beats those pants. <laughs> as, as Nothing's as loud as those pants. <laughs> Durag leans closer to the pants to see if he can hear them. <laughs> Because he's sitting down, he, uh, like he's already, he's already sitting down. Everybody's all talking about things, and Drax was like sitting down, and he's like he's picking like his nails. 
when you all enter, the the door behind you uh, slides shut, and when you look back, it's almost like it was like a, a portal, a flat portal that you walked through, because now nothing is there besides the the back of the train car. You can see outside the underdark, or really the upper dark. It's cold and damp. In the distance, you see lots of mushrooms um, of varying shapes and sizes, some illuminescent, some as tall as trees. You see stalagmites, stalactites. You see small rivers. You see horrific creatures every once in a while. And there is a shining light ahead of you. And as you look forward in the distance, you can see it's where this this train is heading. And um, it, it only takes a minute or two for it to get there. And it's Touchstone Keep. There's a big sign that says, Welcome to Touchstone Keep. You're already a citizen. You've been and, assimilated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hear a, a conductor from somewhere say uh all right touchstone keep last stop get the fuck off my train please <laughs> can i roll to see um how many of those terrifying creatures direct recognized um just to like for i feel like he'd be looking at those things being yeah. like well i might have to fight one of them what do i know about them go go ahead and roll a d20 for me uh-huh and it's so gonna be an 18 Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's roll. the Underdark, dude. I don't know anything about the Underdark. Okay. No. All right, then. Fair enough. I would like to just add a little flavor that Yardy actually took a catnap. And at least Cash knows that while he was having this catnap, he was dreaming of Cash because his resistance is still going and he is still holding concentration on Cash while he's asleep. Oh, this is cute. <laughs> Siggy is excited to get off the train and you see uh, Cherry uh, uh, pretty much all but just busting through one of those windows. A One of them actually does, one of the windows does stretch down to become a door and s more of those white structures pop out of the door to become steps to walk out. And Siggy gets out and she turns around and she says, you guys gotta fucking see this. Holy shit. Cash steps out and just has his eyes closed the whole time going down the steps because he's afraid that these are like, he's like, it's alive, isn't it? It's alive. We've been in something alive. These are its teeth. We were in its mouth. Oh my God. And just gets <laughs> as fast down to the ground as he can. You see that it, it is alive. <laughs> you weren't in its mouth. Oh God, where were but we? But <laughs> it's just on its back. You, you looking at it more, you can see that the bone, like the the chairs where it's like spine bones. It's it's strange, almost in the sense that horses are essentially vehicle animals. This is also a vehicle animal, just of the underdark, and uh, it's called a tragar. Please tell me that the name of the creature is supposed to sound like train car. It is. Okay. I made it up. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it absolutely is. As soon as you said that the, the chairs were milky white, I was like, this thing's, this is a living, this is a living thing. Yup. Yup. It's super great. All I, okay, David, yep. what I'm envisioning is um, the the Alaskan bullworm from SpongeBob. Yup. Okay. I'm not even kidding. That's, but it's purple and... It's uh, it's got kind of a holy compartment back. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh wait, is it like that creature in my neighbor Totoro, the like bus car cat? The cat bus. Yes. Cat bus. Cat yeah. bus. The literally called the cat bus. <laughs> the bus car cat. Bus car cat. You know. <laughs> it's a cat that is... plays guitar outside of the coffee shop for money. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yardy's cousin. You arrive at Touchstone Keep. There's a lot of hustle and bustle here. There's, you know, some people walking around. You see some Sverf Neblin, some Durgar. 
You see one or two drow go into the local tavern, and you also just see some some regular, like, uh, some of the more common above-ground races that you would normally see. It's it's kind of a melting pot here. Uh, just just a whole lot of people. Cash would... I want to go to the tavern. Guys, I think the tavern might be our best shot. I think we could talk to all kinds of people there. Uh, Irik, that was his name, the gentleman, Warforged gentleman. Uh, he was part of the tavern. I say that's a, a fair shot. Durak nods his head, yeah, and um, just like go ahead. You've we've been on adventures before, long enough together. Durak assumes a posture that you guys know that he's like following. Like he he's not he's not making decisions. He ain't trying to think too hard about nothing. He's just walking with y'all. Yeah. I want to give y'all the the image now because of course Cash is sort of losing it a little bit. Um, has the great axe just like slung over his shoulder and is like <laughs> sauntering, full deep V like oh my shirt, God. just sauntering into the bar. He's ready. Yardy is as they were walking. I think he sees that they're they're in this like very eighties kind of hair metal formation, and he's starting to walk like side by side to Cash, and he looks over and goes, "Oh, oh!" and he backs off just a little bit so that we're making like a V as we're walking forward, and Cash is the absolute point of the V walking into the saloon or the the tavern. Siggy also picks up on it, jumps off of Cherry, and has Cherry walking behind Yardy as she walks behind Durak. Yeah, so so you guys enter the tavern. It's it's just called Tappy's Tavern. You see this tiny little deep gnome, uh, which for for anyone who does I, Kate and Doug, I don't know if you know. No, I don't. S- s- for Fneblin are deep gnomes. They're they're essentially underdark gnomes. They're the, um, they're the best. I will die on this hill. Zverf Neblin are the best race in D&D. I will Zverf fight Neblin anyone who argues the best. They're so good. Long, long live most honored Borough Warden, Belwar Disengold. That's a joke for no one here but me and Noah. <laughs> you know what's great on a podcast is inside jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. what we look like in person. Wow, what a... David's juggling... Flaming chainsaws right now on webcam. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. It's weird. It's considered white noise for the oh, microphone. That's why you can't hear it. <laughs> he, he keeps catching one and taking a bite out of it. That can't be good for him. Uh, <laughs> Tappy's Tavern. You enter Tappy's Tavern and you see this small... I'm just going to say deep gnome. You see this small deep gnome woman running around always, always has at least one mug of ale in her hand. And she is moving unnaturally fast. She goes from the bar to a table, back to the bar, to the kitchen, to the bar, to the table. There are uh, three tables taken right now, and there is a, uh, there's one open, there's a few seats at the bar, but Tabby sees you enter and she says, I'll be right with you, hun." Yardy goes over to one of the, the free tables and sits down. And as he does this, he pulls a chair a little bit closer to him and he looks at, at Cash. He doesn't say anything, but he, he turns back. Is there a, um, uh, like a tip jar or like a tip spittoon or something? Tip spittoon is the worst concept I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah, just spit your tip in there. God. It, it, you know, there's a lot of times people wonder if we can make the service industry even worse than it already is. <laughs> and I think the answer now, Absolutely. the answer now is yes. Yeah, there's there's a tip jar. Yardy takes out his newly acquired sling and one silver, one silver piece, and he takes the sling and he throws the silver as I would like to say into the tip jar, but I get the feeling you're going to make me roll for that. I am going to make you roll for it <laughs> because... One of three things is going to happen. Uh-oh. One of them is everybody dies. Yeah, so roll good. <laughs> um, oh, so uh, I roll a 29 to land my silver piece into the tip jar. It lands okay. in there twice. So I, I want to put it, I want to put this on record just so you know. A natural one, you would have missed it and popped someone in the head. 
a natural 20, you would have broken the jar. <laughs> so 29, you get it in there and it, it does like a cool trick where it runs around the rim of the, the jar before falling. In. It like goes around the rim of the jar, like in the air, the face on the coin winks and then it drops in the jar. <laughs> yeah. And then it drops it. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. And, uh, Tappy sees this actually, and she runs over. She's got four mugs of ale, and uh, she puts them on the table. And you notice when she's standing at the table, time around you guys seems to slow down. And she says, "What can I get for y'all?" Well, uh, first, firstly, I would like to say that uh, my my large friend over here could definitely use with at least two mugs of stew. I do have to say that first. And he already puts another silver right. on the table. He looks over a cash and says, uh, I, I know that your uh, penchant, as we like to say, is usually for foiled burritos, but um, I, will, I, I will not make that call for you. But if you would like that, I don't know if they offer that. Um, I myself will take uh, whatever you have lying around closest to the garbage. That is my uh, my personal favorite. Derek has drank the four mugs of ale. <laughs> <laughs> that was real I can nice. only imagine. I can imagine it as. Have you ever seen anybody do that waterfall drinking oh, where they're holding yeah. like yeah, four yeah, plastic yeah. cups? That's how I imagine Derek <laughs> drinking it. And uh, Tappy, Tappy just says, um, <laughs> Tappy says, all right, you're going to have to repeat your order because I, I lost everything you just said because of this guy. <laughs> hey, you single? <laughs> Durak, um, Durak gathers all four mugs in one hand because he can get all the handles in his hand. He says, well, how about you just fill these back up? She says, all right, sugar. And she takes them and... She, you see her kind of walk away, and the further she gets from you, time is normal again. Oh, and shit. she's moving very fast. Damn. What was the Duergar's name again? I, Ivar? No. Irik, he came from Abar. Or Abar. Siggy looks at you guys. She's like, that was weird. Yeah, did anyone... Was that... I thought I was... Still recovering from riding on some worm tooth mouth thing. <laughs> um, okay, some of you have magic. What the hell was that? I don't, my magic is not uh, that, so can someone explain what is happening here? Yardy, you're magical. What, uh, what you're picking up on? Y Yardy looks at Cash and just goes, I just make people feel good. I have no idea what's happening. That's that's very odd. I, I would like to know how to slow down time because then we can spend afternoons together. I mean, then, you know, it would be good. It would be good to slow down time. That That's a good thing. That That is the most reductive description of a cleric I've ever heard. I just make people feel good. <laughs> I mean, that's true. All my spells are just like protection or healing. So, <laughs> I'm just a doctor. I just fix... I just fix boo-boos. <laughs> boo-boos, eh? <laughs> Tappy comes back. She's got uh, the four mugs of ale. And Durak thinks he... Like, Durak looks like he's thinking real hard. And he looks up and goes, Hey, what y'all drinking? Siggy <laughs> grabs, like... Siggy <laughs> grabs one of the mugs before Durak gets it from Tappy. and says... Well, we were going to drink this. And Jack just shakes his head like, that sounds fair. <laughs> Cash looks around the room. Again, knows the kind of normal people you see in a tavern. How many mm -hmm. people in this room work here? And how many are like animate? I can't. Actimatronics. Actimatronics. How many of these are actimatronics and how many of these people are actually just patrons of the Upper Dark? Give me a perception check real quick. Okay. Perception. Ooh. Your boy's perceptive. Let's see. Ooh. 16. Not so perceptive. <laughs> I, it's better. It, it, average or better. <laughs> Cash is looking around. And you know, you're, you're having a little bit of a flashback back to the test area back at the school. 
Um, but you know a little bit of what to look for more. You're fairly certain that no one in here... You feel fairly certain everyone in here is an Actimatronic. Because you, you're looking around, everyone seems to be in their own business, and you're starting to realize if there were other people here, like real people, they would probably be acting like you guys a little more impressed with what the fuck is happening. I lean into the group. I have an idea. Tappy. She, she like, she's still there. Oh my God. Oh, huh. <laughs> where'd you come from? <laughs> I, I, I've been standing here for like a minute. I just dropped off mugs. But what can I get you, hun? I want to buy that table next to us around. I'd like to go speak with them. And I thought it'd be nice if I bought them around before I interrupted them. What do you say? The the table next to you guys is like three drow. It, that's that's the one. Perfect. Cool, cool. All right, Tappy. Uh, Tappy looks at him. She says, "All right, can do." It's a gold. Yeah, of course. And you know, cash pays the woman. And uh, Tappy looks at the coin, and she says, "Y'all ain't from around here, are you?" Who the fuck's face is this? I mean, it's gold. It spins, but like, Yardy, who is this? Yardy l- looks at the coin and looks at Tappy, and goes, "We've we've been told that there is a face uh, on coins around here that is more accepted. However, where we come from, it's uh, you know l- local politicians that we put on our coinage. Um, I." I understand that it's the elder one that you put on your coinage around here. Is that is that correct? Is that what I've heard? She, shit, no one. Give me a give me a second here. You took my idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's so good. So you say it's the elder one you put on the coins, isn't it? And she looks at you, and she says. Put the what on the coin? I'm, I must have been mistaken. We we met a, a, a sickly gentleman on, on the way in. I believe he used to work here. Eirik, uh, small, uh, 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 pale-looking dwarf man. Um, he he oh, mentioned something. Eirik? Yes. No, yes, no, yes. no. Eirik works out in fucking uh, A-Bear. He can go fuck himself. He's a dickweed. All right, you see, I, you see, Irik again. You kick him in the taint <laughs> for me. You tell him it's from Tappy. Give him the old tap from Tappy. We got it. Not a problem. Yeah. You know what? Actually, she reaches in her pocket and gives you two copper. She says, "I'll pay you. I'll pay you to kick him in the taint." Listen. This is an investment on my part. <laughs> Good enough for me. And Cast picks up the copper coins and bites, puts one in its teeth. <laughs> Make sure it's real. It, it's <laughs> copper, which means it bends because that's what copper yes. does. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's real, boys. <laughs> yeah. Tappy runs off and and gets around uh, for the drow. Cash, you you see them just looking at each other. They're not talking, but they're making faces like they are talking. Mm. Like one will look at the other one, and the other one will nod and. You know, like raises eyebrows. They're not speaking with words. All right. Well, again, I I look at Yardy and, and Durak and Stig and I say, "Well, Yardy, you had a similar idea to mine. Uh, I'm interested to see what these drow next to us have to know about the Elder One. Uh, let's try a shot at it. Okay. What do we have to lose?" As Cash turns around, Yardy. Uh, thinks real hard about wanting to help Cash and changes his resistance to guidance. Changes his concentration to give nice. help on any checks should they come up. It, I, I know what guidance does. It's it's a D4, right? Yeah, so um, firstly, Flavor, as these spells get cast on Cash, I would like to think that just a puff of like magical cat hair comes off of Cash. Yup. It's just how he knows that he has this spell. But with guidance, any uh, any ability checks that you have to make, you uh, roll an additional d4 to help. Great. All right. Cash stands up and throws his shoulders back, hells onto his great axis over his arm, and uh, walks over to the drow and says, 
Hello! I'm, uh, I'm Cash Black. <laughs> You've probably heard of me. I, I get it all the time. Listen, my compadres and I are here, and, uh, you know, we're looking for a little bit of action. We're looking for a little bit of excitement. We're trying to, you know, free the Elder One, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you do know what I mean, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're better than you think we are. They're better I, than you think they are. I'm as bad I, as you think I am. I just, I, no, I'm more just, just, you may as well, like, Cash is walking over Steve Buscemi with the skateboard on his back. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know where to get some marijuana? <laughs> some marijuana tablets? What's a marijuana some mar- tablet? <laughs> Give me a uh, persuasion check, Cash. And you you get to add a d4 to this. Persuasion is one of my best skills, as you can tell by how persuasive I just said that. Okay, so I rolled a 19, and now I'm going to add the d4 to it. Oh my god. So that's a 21 total. Nice. Hold on, you rolled a 19 on the die? No, I rolled a... Okay, cool. No, 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 about, no. I rolled a... I was going to say, it doesn't sound like persuasion's your best skill if it was only... Yeah. Okay, you see... You notice that throughout the table, there's there's two men and, and one priestess-looking woman, and the, the two men are moving their hands in different ways as they look at the priestess, and she waves her hand to the side as if she's silencing them, but you haven't heard them say anything. And she says, please sit. Well, I'll never turn down a lady. Of course I'll sit. No, you shouldn't. (laughs) Cash is is sweating. Cash is... (laughs) (laughs) This is just... Strong, independent drow women. That's Cash's thing. I mean, she she's she is staring through Cash, like I I imagine Cash feels naked right now. Like she she is just. <laughs> I mean, I basically am staring at him. Yeah, mostly. Are we just are we just gonna accept? It's not just leather pants. It's it's leather. It's leopard print leggings, isn't it? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I thought that was implied. I'm sorry. Was no, that... it, it was not, but now we know. Tappy arrives with another round of what everyone was drinking and uh, walks away. The drow priestess says, what do you know of the Elder One? I know that we are trying to, to free him is, uh, is what I'm about. Him? Them. Her. She. Them. It. Them all. The one. The one. She looks side to side and she makes another hand gesture and the two drow men stand up and walk away. She says, I've heard of strangers like you. Have you? Like me? (laughs) You speak as though you know things. But you don't. You're digging for information, and I want to know what. What do you know of the Elder One? What do you know of her? Cash leans back in his chair and says, Look, (laughs) I'm used to these women playing hard to get and mysterious and rough with Cash. I get it. Okay. I'm a ruggedly handsome young man and e- look like I'm easily to be taken advantage of. And probably, yes, I would let you take advantage of me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you, Siggy, just like next to you. I just want you, I'm serious, please, just just let me carry around my tape recorder with you <laughs> and just play it back for yourself before you say it. No. Uh, <laughs> You're right. I'm seeking information because I've gotten my friends into a little bit of a conundrum and I'm here trying to help them out. And Cash holds up his hand with the ring on his finger and says, look, 
I've got some bigger things to deal with, so this elder one, this person you speak of, is kind of low on my list. I really don't care about her. But if you could help my friends and I out so we can move on to bigger things I have to deal with, that would be great. Durak has heard this, and like he's been staring at the table the whole time, but he's listening to what's going on. And um, he hears the, 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 the tone change uh, in, um, in Cash's voice. And you see him, like, hold his hand up and look over at the table and snap his fingers, and he has a little flame in his hand. <laughs> Cash, give me an intimidation check with advantage. Because mm. he's, like, just rolling around in his fingers like a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> just rolling the fire. That's right. Yeah. That's a... Okay, so with advantage of the 24, my first roll. Remember right. to add the d4. Oh, yeah. So that was a 26, technically. And then the second one was a 24. So 26 was my better roll. You don't see it in her face, but you definitely get the sense that you have made her, uh, you have taken her aback. And she says, men do not speak to priestesses of Loth this way, but it is clear that you are not from here. So I will let that slide. She leans forward and she says, We thought we were keeping it well under wraps. The Elder One has passed. The Matron Mother, who rules over Grimvale, is no longer with us. And there is currently a usurper. We want to bring our elder matron back, but it requires a level of magic that we don't hold. The first step we would need would be to take down the usurper. Will you help us? This person. If her name is Moth, I will. I will burn <laughs> this tavern to the ground. She looks around and she says, how do you know the usurper? She stands up. Cash stands up. And she Durek says, stands up. Yardy stands up. <laughs> Siggy goes under the table and the, the, this priestess you see is staring at you. She, her hand is on a whip on her hip that you see has five serpent heads, living serpent heads. And she says, do you work for the usurper? <laughs> oh, oh my God, Jeez, I, whoo, everything in my life has revolved around this woman and I'm just finding out all the horrible fucking things she's done to everyone around me. Can she not just leave me alone? Oh my god! Uh, Cash turns around and walks out of the tavern. <laughs> Shit. The priestess, like, when you start moving, she she's about to attack, but like she sees you're just leaving, and she's like, yes, run! Man thing. And she sits back down at the bar, or, or at her table, and uh, Yardi and Durak, you can see she's she kind of looks disappointed, actually. <laughs> Yardi wants to follow after Cash, but seeing an opportunity to be away from Cash and get information, walks over to the table and holsters his blunderbuss, and he leans in very close to the priestess, and he says, Tell me where I can kill this woman. Ooh. I need to know if Durak hears this. I I think Durak is. You said Durak is following. I think, I think Durak would be close behind. Um, the, the the priestess looks at you. She backs away a second, and she says, "You would kill the usurper." Yardy, he sits up, and he takes a really deep breath, and he side eyes Durak, and then he looks back at. 
the the priestess and says, I have vowed to my my best friend that should anybody ever harm him, that I would be like a wrathful lightning bolt of vengeance behind him. And I will keep that promise. The man that you just watched leave this at the mention of her name has been harmed by this woman, and I have sworn vengeance that should she hurt anyone, including him, especially him, that I will find her and I will take her life from her. Give me her location and I will rid her from this place. The priestess looks out the window and you you see that there are two the two drow men have their crossbows trained on you and you can only assume that they have had them trained on you since you approached her and you see her gesture something with her hands and they stow their crossbows and she says we ride in an hour make your arrangements meet us outside the keep and she stands up she pounds the glass of wine she was drinking and she you see she goes to throw the glass on the ground uh, and Tappy catches it at the last minute, and she says, You gotta stop doing that! <laughs> Alright? God damn it. Stamware's expensive. The priestess walks outside, and I, I think she passes cash, and she says, You have similar goals to mine. So I believe, yes, I will be taking advantage of you. <laughs> Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Today's GM was David Hallman. Players were Kate Huff, Doug Hawley, and Nolan Lacey. Music provided by TabletopAudio.com and Kevin McLeod. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space, by My Instant Lunch. As always, thank you for listening.